0: Welcome to episode 262 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alrighty guys. Welcome along to episode two hundred and sixty-two of I am Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James. Oz. how you going, mate? Good. Was it? I'm sitting a lot, lo- 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 <laughs> lot, a lot, fresher this a lot week. Fresher. <laughs> you stop milking it. So it's all, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's dried up. Five years later, you can't milk at a I I remember back when. <laughs> okay, then I'm talking proudly brought to you by... Coffeesofawaii.com. Uh, for the freest flowing coffee in the world. Athlinks.com. For the coolest athletes in the world. And extreme endurance. And yeah, for the best way to get rid of your lactic threshold, or improve your lactic threshold in the world. Okay, in uh, this week's show, we've got a few
1: little news. We've got an age group of the week. Oh, we've got a high five. Yep. Oh, James Motel special. gets one in. He gets one in, in there. Because you don't often rate his high fives. He only gave him a 5 out of 10, himself 5 out of 10. I thought, I'm going to put that one in there, James. Oh, nice. Good word, James. Okay, and then we've got a quick website of the week and we've got a, we've got a bit of an interview. Yes, with um, Alan Cousins from uh, Endurance Corner, not Extreme Endurance, Ex- Endurance Corner, and just talking a little bit about running fatigued and we also get a little bit in there about um, metabolic efficiency. Okay, John,
0: let's get into the news because we've got some big news this week. First of all, I am China, what the heck
1: is happening? So swim... I actually didn't do my peas on this, I was going to do my peas, and I didn't actually well, do it. First first stage was, uh, at some stage last week, the swim got cancelled. Um, so First of all, let's do a bit of history. It was in one location in China. It's moved, I, I think it may have moved twice, I'm not sure. But, but they moved it from last year
0: to mm-hmm. a new location this year. And so, leading up to the race, which and the race is meant to be in about two or three weeks? Two, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so you're going to be going to China, you're going to be doing this, and they cancelled the swim. What was the justification behind that?
1: Uh, they just... There was something to do with the water. They couldn't, couldn't swim in there. They were told they, they weren't allowed to swim in there. So the swim got cancelled. OK, so now it becomes a bike run. Uh, uh, was it a run, bike run or bike run? One or the other. OK. It uh, became a bike run. Um, and we'll go on to the other side of things, what WTC did after that uh, in a moment. And so then what happened was uh, once the swim got cancelled, then they go, OK, we're going to just modify the event and we'll go on without a swim. Then the next thing that happened um, a few days later was that then they would not give them permission to run the event at all. Um, oh wait a second! So it wasn't WTC, It was no, because th- they have to co they co sanction or co run the race with a triathlon authority. I'm not sure if it was a national authority, but a triathlon authority. So it's in like China. in New Zealand, for example, would be like you have to try and follow New Zealand. Yep. yep. And you, you run it alongside Together. them, um, and so then they, they must have resubmitted their proposal and it got turned down and they got told they weren't allowed to run the event from the triathlon community from for, China? No, from the Governing body? Governing, not not from the governing body, from whoever. Like the, ca- the local, local council, council or something? local council said you can't, you can't run the event in that sta- in that. Um, Do you know why then, they said that? Oh, no, that's the thing. I feel sorry for WTC here because I don't think they're really in the wrong. Um, yep. they, they just, having been in, and lived in Hong Kong for a while, I sort of know how things work a little bit over that side of the world. And coming from a Western culture, we probably can't perhaps understand. Yeah, would, different, would, things different say, cultures, yeah. No, you can't run the event. Well, and, and no matter what. Says, oh, back it up, <laughs> we're playing this big event. Yeah, and they just go, no, you can't run it. Um, and so I think that's what happens. So I do feel quite sorry for them that because they've tried, really tried hard to put on an event over there several times, had course issues, and now they've just. It, yeah, I, I I think they would have followed all the processes and they would have gone into the staff Yeah, like,
0: weeks the, the, the WGC aren't a Mickey Mouse organisation, no. are they? You know, like you know, sometimes with, when they've gone with some of the race directors, they may have had problems, like mm. um, seventy point three Miami last year. Yeah. They had issues there, but you know, they kind of stood up afterwards and said, "Look, we stuffed up. Here's where we're going to fix it." But you know, like we don't hear problems of WCT. And the you know, guy, I mean, the guy who runs problems. the race,
1: um Murphy can't remember his how it's a surname, no, i <laughs> not Murphy Sawyer, Um He's run enough races in Asia to know how it works, and I think they would have just gotten at this last stages and would have just been sort of ticking all their boxes and would have gone through everything and they just probably would have checked in, said right, you know, we've got this booked and we've had all the, the correct procedures followed, and they would have said, oh no, we've we've changed our minds, and wow. and so really disappointing. Obviously disappointed for WTC because it makes them look terribly bad. It's disappointing but, but for athletes. athletes. Like, imagine if you're paid to go to China to do the race. Mm. Mm. And which I imagine maybe a lot of Australians would do. Well, the race was sold out. I mean, the 70.3 and the Ironman, and I remember them, it was sold out. So... A lot of disappointed athletes. So
0: post the cancellation, what what have they kind of done for the athlete? Um, Although it's
1: not necessarily their fault, they still kind of maybe have to stand up? So they've obviously refunded all the athletes. Um, They've given them free entries into a whole range of 70.3s, which doesn't really help if you're doing an Ironman. Um, And then it sounds like they're just sort of continuing communicating with them in terms of uh, what options they can do. They've also (coughs) allocated um, more slots, Kona slots, to... Um, races in Asia, so to Japan. Um, I meant no, no. I mean a couple of the other IMANs in the region. They've reallocated the Ironman slots, 70.3 slots, have then reallocated them to races in Asia as well, to try to keep the slots in the region. Um, so I think all that's it's just it's bad luck, to be honest. Um, I think the one thing that really annoyed some people, which I don't think was the brightest thing, was they cancelled the swim. <coughs>
0: And then you're WTC, right, yeah, yeah. I'm
1: right, all, all of a sudden said, OK, we're cancelling the swim, but here's what we're going to do. We're going to put a whole bunch more Kona slots on the line to try to encourage people yeah. to still come. And there's a lot of anger around that, <clears throat> especially people from Australia. And so I feel sorry for them on, on a number of counts. I don't think that was necessarily the right thing to, to be doing. You know, It sort of devalues the whole Kona, you know, Kona experience. People try to get it Other races work so hard, and then all of a sudden you're just sort of giving them away, trying to entice people to still come. So I don't think that was a particularly good move. But on the whole... Well, I think maybe, well, this might spell the end for Ironman China because um, who's who's going to want to, you know, they might be able to run an event over there, but who's going to want to risk a build-up to a race that's not going to potentially And it's not very really good PR for them at the
0: end of the day. As much as, you know, WCC aren't in fault here, it still doesn't do good for the Iron brand, does it? No, no. So, so it may be a long time before they could be 100% certain they could put races on. Okay, then Ironman Australia sells out in minutes. Wait a so 2nd shut the store, you keep talking. Okay, and so what
1: happened there, we had a few people emailing in as uh, it went live and people were sitting there, ready to hit that refresh button on their computers, and it hit refreshing, the, it sounds like the, the, the site went down a couple of times because of the demand, and within minutes um, it was literally sold out. And we know they've, only, they've got less slots there now because they also run the 70.3, so I think they've got maybe 1,400, 1,500, Slots and they were literally gone within minutes, and so a lot of people obviously um, missed out there. And again, hey, it's not really WTC's fault. I mean, they've got a popular event. Um, what what can they do? Yeah, did I mean, you read the the, the write up by Luke? Um, yeah, yeah, I understand that. I mean, that, that we that, need to talk about that. This is obviously where we're talking yeah. about the entry process. I mean, what, that's it's, just a popular it's, race. It's a popular race. It's not their fault. Fifteen hundred slots in, in a matter of. Yeah. It was a couple of hours, wasn't it? No, was no, it? It, was it was minutes. Minutes, really. It was, it was literally minutes, because guys were sitting online at 12 o'clock when it opened and trying to get onto the site. Couldn't it's crazy the site. to think, in, a sp- in, in Australia, what's the
0: population in Australia, 20 million? We don't have a clue. Okay, good. <laughs> Let's just say 20 million,
1: that sounds yeah. about right. Okay. I think
0: it's about 20 million, it's okay. there or thereabouts, maybe 15 to 25, but we're, we're triathlon, such a popular sport, you mm. only have no, 2,500 Ironman slots a year mm. in the whole country.
1: Mm. Like It's kind of crazy. Like. So- Surely they're going to put a new race on. You would think so, but I guess for your Aussies, you know, you've got the, there is a bit of choice out there. You have got Challenge Ken's these days. Um, is, this is coming out? up? Um, I don't believe so. Okay. Um, and then the what, I think there was talk about um, the race in Foster moving to an Iron Distance race. So you know, there's non WTC races. And behind throughout. the scenes, yeah. there has been talk of Melbourne happening. So, Potentially. so.
0: Oh, I've, did you did you get the email about? Oh,
1: wait, wait you, oh, write that down, I'll pour it down. We'll keep talking. So then, Luke McKenzie, was it? Lou McKenzie wrote a piece about Ironman Australia um, and that was not so much about how the fact that it sold out so quickly, more that he was really disappointed to see that... How, how it's been degraded really, isn't it? Yeah, because it's it's got low prize money now, there was very few pros racing, 25,000 prize money. And, you know, Australia is one of the leading nations. that have got a huge history in the sport of triathlon at all distances. Well, got a and current more two world, world champs. Yeah, more world <laughs> champions in, in both distances than, than any, probably any other country. And just really sad to see that they don't have a marquee event for pros to, to really show their stuff on home soil because... There's so little prize made, there's so little points at in Ironman Australia, you wouldn't really want to race there. And then obviously you've got Western Australia, which is um great race, does really well, but it's kind of a little bit after Kona, so you're often not going to get the real big hitters there. So ju- I think they're just I, I, disappointing. I the question I have is, how did that
0: happen? Because if you think about it, you know, if you look at, I mean, if you look at Australia and you look at triathlon and, you know, the tradition and the love of triathlon and, you know like. How did it, when they were doing, sitting down and kind of working out, OK, what races do we want to give a lot of points to and stuff, it that Australia missed out?
1: Well, I think you've got to always, you've just got to look at WTC market. I mean, are they focused on the pro? Are they focused on getting as many people participating in their sport as possible? And the races are just selling out. So, in effect, why do they need the pros? Again, an example here, the race sold out within minutes. Um, why what 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 is yeah, it but, you know, but, but
0: in some ways like you go to you know Texas this weekend they've got a hundred thousand bucks they've got good yeah. points, so why is it that Texas
1: is so much more important in australia yeah. i i th- I think rather than potentially looking at w t c it's it's large it is down to the local organizers how much money they dish out, so I'm in New Zealand, if they only wanted to dish out twenty five thousand they only have to dish out twenty five thousand so um it so you, really think, is, you think it may come down to the organizers yeah, I mean um. If, if they put fifty thousand, if they put hundred thousand dollars on the line, um, they're still going to get the same number of people entering their race. They might get a little bit more media coverage, but yeah, I, I think I guess that's the way they look at it.
0: Yeah, well, it's. I'd like to know. I know. There might be an Iron man in New York. Apparently, they're, that would they're be looking at cool. Manhattan. That would be awesome.
1: Mm. I'd like to do that race. Um, I'd my comeback. I'd like to see just um, more yeah. Ironmans in this. That's so uh, the world is enough. We've got bloody Ironmans and Iron Distance races in the States. So let's let's share the love with the rest of the world. <laughs> Bugger you, Americans. You've got <laughs> enough bloody like, races to choose from. Well, they haven't
0: really. Oh. For their population, they've got, what, eight? Yeah, we got well, They've got like 100 million people there. Tough. We've got, one. We've got so there's, 3, there's more than that 4,
1: many people in Europe, so they need some more
0: races in Europe. <laughs> just all around the world, please. Okay, especially in Australia because they're not happy right now. Okay, well, we had a couple of results from the weekend, and our lead man's uh, 250. And it's funny when you read uh, the uh, does it try try slow twitch article about it um, because every athlete just goes, "Oh my god, that was hard." <laughs> exactly, and this is what this is what differentiates the race and this is what's good Well of the 44 starters um, 19 individuals and 12 team members, or t- 12 teams of 4 finished so
1: yeah, it was. It was, it was, a, it was a small field. Um, you do have to meet certain qualifying standards to to be eligible. Um, so, Leadville Lib- Lib- for those you don't know, it traditionally
0: started as the ultra marathon. Yeah, and it became this. It's kind of on the uh, ultra marathon calendar, kind of the kind of Kona, isn't it? Yeah. And then they did it. They've introduced the bike as well, it's haven't got a they? Mountain bike league that Armstrong, Lance Armstrong's done a couple of times. Yeah, there was it when the guy beat him, wasn't it? Yeah, it was awesome. And then um, and so they've, they've added the uh, triathlon aspect to it. And I actually think this will become quite a big race because. They all have quite a good name. And mm. you when you read this article, we're literally, you know, you got Jordan Rapp, you got uh is it Chris Lieto or one of the Lietos, um, just saying,
1: Oh my god, that was so hard You <laughs> know. <laughs> so it started off with a um you know, on the bike you did a hundred and forty mile mountain climb. Basically the two fifty adds up to the distance of the race. Um, yeah, so so, so hit, hit on that there. they okay,
0: swim yeah. three point one miles. Yeah. 140 bike
1: miles, and then they run 13.67 miles. So, very bike dominant race. Jordan Rapp took it out in uh, 9.32. So, you know, for him. Dominated about, the dojo. Around about an hour um, slower than what he'd, he'd do, you know, your, your average sort of Ironman in. Coach Choi Jacobson, the spin intervals man. Uh, he heard came of him. in. Spin intervals, you must have heard I've of it. Spin intervals, yeah. Yeah, he, he's basically the man behind that. Oh wow. So he did 1033 and then it was um back to 12, 12 out well, to 20 for Kurt Holt. Angela Neath, 1029. So she actually finished second overall. <laughs> Didn't realise that until then. And Tara Norton. Um, was in second, and she finished in ten fifty six. So she was probably third overall. Yeah, she was third overall.
0: Well, the thing is, you got like Matt, uh, Matt Liado, Was it Matt Leodoo? had pulled out, and you know, just because it was so
1: hard on the brutal bike leg. It's great. That's yeah, what this, this one, that's what that's
0: what should be about. That's eh?
1: you differentiate yourself. You've either you're either a big, you know, thousands of competitors on a, on a pancake course, um, just really getting the participation thing going, or you're an elite. You know, maybe focusing on the elites a little bit more. This is just focusing on a bloody hard challenge. So I love it. I don't think this field, as Bevan said, there was only 44 starters. Um, it wasn't, it was promoted okay, but it wasn't promoted big time. So I think this year probably they just wanted to look like they, you know, get off the ground and go, get a little bit of PR going and really probably try to kick it next year. But um, yeah, new, cool new event. Cool new event, John Okay, what have we got coming up this weekend? We've got Iron Man Texas. And so let's have a look at the try ratings so if you want to check out Thorsten one of the issues I've always got with um, the races is we can never find the Flippin' Pro Field so I've got them, they've got the whole field listed so you can, I guess you can copy and paste it into an Excel spreadsheet and then you can, then too, you can much work freak, John. Too, too much, much Thorsten, work do so Thorsten obviously does that for me which is great I'm and surprised that the field's not stronger I totally agree with you so there's 100,000 this is a, a, um, a higher level WTC race it's the so highest level really isn't yeah, it so Over it's 100,000 prize money um, which yeah, we obviously know is still not massive but hey it's on par it's with twenty five in Australia. <laughs> yeah, it's it's on par with Germany, and it's basically the highest level race you get outside of Kona. Um, it also has good points, um, but yeah, I would totally agree. You know, there's some good, some really good guys racing, but I would have expected there to be more of the sort of second tier guys um, who who sort of want to try to break into that top tier. Guys that have maybe won some of the lower level Ironman races. Um. Even then, even the top names aren't really here. Like you yeah. got Nicolai, so who else you got here? Um, you, you got Chris Deado as well. So, yeah, I mean, yep. so you've th- you got three guys there that have been um, on the podium in Kona. So that's great. But then it's that tier below that, it seems to drop away. You know, when we look down, you know, beyond sort of about five or six, I mean, fifth seed, of, according to Thorsten's. And you can check out Thorsten's stuff on tryrating.smartsoftware.de So we've got Nicolanus, Pedro Gomez. I've never even heard of him. Mm. Um, so he's he's re- predicted to come in second, Rudka Kabicki third, Chris Relato fourth, Jan Raphael, Joseph Major, Jason Shortest, Luke McKenzie, and then when you get below that Well you got Luke Bow, you got the, the, the big
0: man, Peter yeah. Bruce. So there's some names yeah. that you'll see often. But yeah, I, I was just surprised. I kinda of thought this may be like a Germany field. Yeah. Where you're gonna get you get, you know, mm. pretty much a lot of the top ten guys from Kona turn up and, you know, have a big day, get the, you know, European championship thing happening and, and if anything, they're kinda of trying to make this the big inland American race, aren't they? And mm. so I wonder, you know, like it's first year, so you know, maybe next year, maybe a couple of years, you know, pros will actually figure out they can make
1: some more money at this race. Um, but yeah, it's surprising, isn't it? It's also there's so many races on now, so many Ironmans that um, the fields are going to start getting spread thinner and thinner, you know. But we also know that American, America-wise, there's not a huge number of top level pros. Um, uh, they've, they've got a lot of really good seventy point three athletes, but there's not a huge amount. now you got Andy Potts. He'll be off doing one of the Ironmans. Yeah, he did race again, and He got a, a, he won Rev uh, Was it Rev three? No,
0: no, seventy point three,
1: but he didn't win. Oh, okay, oh,
0: I he mean was, he lost
1: it off the bike. Yeah, and didn't win. Okay, so I don't yeah. know what Anyway, I mean, um, there's so many races over there now. You know, and people will just pick and choose. Most of the European guys are going to focus on one of the European Ironmans, I guess. So the fields are going to get thinner and thinner. So my Recommendation WTC is you have um, only have pro races at a number of Ironmans.
0: Oh, really? So you're actually saying just get rid of so an Ironman Australia not even have pros? Well, yeah, they used to do that in the states. But would you want to turn up to Ironman New Zealand and not have Canberra racing? Would that many people care? Yeah, I think it does. I do think I do think there's a level. Like I know Ironman as brand don't care. They can get away with it. They're Mm. gonna make their money no matter what. And they've almost got an untouchable brand Ironman because general population don't know the you know they don't care about what we're talking about. But You know, when you go to a race, you you know you still care about Mm. the guy winning, and and you still want that guy to be half decent. And if anything, one thing that we all talk about in Nine man is that it's cool that we're out on the day racing when the top guys are out there racing too, Mm. and we can see you know the Cam Browns, the the Mechas, the Crowies, the Chrissies of the world run past us, and there's a bit of a buzz that comes with that. And I think that if you if you totally took that away, that would remove something from the race.
1: it would be interesting to hear from maybe if people who did say Cord Lane and Placid a few years ago. You know, they used to only uh, not Top have cones there. Yeah. Um, but I think one thing that the game we're getting off topic a little bit here. I think they've got to have races at We know we ever on topic. <laughs> don't have double that. Don't have Kona slots um, at them because they can't just keep spreading these Kona slots thinner and thinner across all the races. So I think or do we look for another solution into a try to expand Kona? Like two days Kona. of Kona. No. Nah. You yeah, don't think so? It wouldn't
0: work. Well, well, it probably would if they did the girls' race one day mm. and the boys' race the next day. It's and too had... much
1: work for us, Bevan. It wouldn't work. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? Like, they could double the amount of slots yeah. overnight. Yeah. You have two days of racing. On the first day, you have the guys' racing and have a, 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 an age group filled with that. Then the next day, you have the
1: girls' racing. You have an age group filled with that as well. Logistically, I don't think it would work. And also, you've got to think about Kona. I mean, you could probably do it somewhere else, but Kona wouldn't have the capacity to hold that many more people, I don't think. I reckon. No.
0: <laughs> I'm just... sure they'll figure it out um, anyway uh, that's that's a guy's side so that would be a cool way of doing it wouldn't it because then you could watch one day No,
1: nah. you're not into it just... I'm not sit- I mean it's hard enough sitting there watching an Iron Man for one day hey, for... We,
0: we, well we work don't we John yeah. we don't sit no. and watch
1: you do Iron Man drinking sorry remember my mate Slim and, and Fraser you'd be sitting there drinking water in your bloody Sprite Zero yeah that's okay uh, maybe we'll have a beer, John. It won't be anywhere. It's crazy. I get it. It's the guy's field and on the, the oh, girl side girl's of things. I love it Joelanne, oh, so the girls are a little bit stronger. Lindsay Corbin, Kate Morrison. So Kate Morrison seeded three. I think she's going to spank them all. Yeah, she plays on favourite. the field that she's in, uh, that, that she's up against. So yeah, good top three there. Does really down? Yeah, it's, it's not huge names. Kim, is it? Off, I'd say that relatively the girls. I mean the guys top three is very very strong. Then you know, it sort of drops away. But um, the girls side of things um, again. Good, good athletes, but hey, you might have expected a few more of the rock stars. Although
0: I'm yeah. saying that we did complain a few weeks ago about Australia and having five women. In this race, we have got 28 pro women and mm. 35 pro men. So, you know, like nice. it is nice to see big pro fields turn up. Although we might not have got all the names we wanted, it's nice to see that My pick
1: of on the guy side of things for somebody to get on the podium will be Timothy O'Donnell.
0: Why is that? Because I think he because he's a very good short course athlete. And he's just not rated because he's never done anything in Ironman. That's I mean. right.
1: Okay, then uh, we also got Lanza Grotti coming up, John. Yes, and <clears throat> Grotti is at the opposite end of the spectrum. Um, it's got low prize money now, and it's got low points. So obviously, that is why we don't see as many pros turning up there. So we've got one rock star there, and Timo, Timo brankt who's uh, predicted by Thorsten to take out the race fairly comfortably. Don't know if he's raced there before, but obviously it's a very very hilly course. You often see the more hilly specialists taking um, taking this race, but a lot of them have turned up I should have done that race year. in my day. Eh? I should have done. Yeah. yeah. Should have, could have, didn't um, <laughs> So T- Timo Prank <laughs> Thanks Timo's the only only name really there that I recognise that A lot of the other guys are just uh, uh, European guys So second seed is Espen Hufgaard from, from Denmark Who I haven't heard before But he's predicted yeah, like, to go 8-49 no But it's that thing, as I said <clears throat> Low prize money, low points
0: And if, based on <laughs> Thorsen's <laughs> points system God, he must put a lot of work <laughs> into this, eh? Hey? Because he knows what old ball Balogreg is doing. You know? I'm sure this computerised system, but most guys, after the top two, every other guy's only got a predicted time of around 9.14, so it's definitely not going to be
1: a fast field on the girl side of things. Uh, Katrina Olsen from Denmark. You right there? You're, you're, you're a bit inspired today, aren't you? Early man, seven twenty-one. We're already an hour into the show. Oh. Um, and Kate Balavacqua and Heidi Jesperger. She's going to smoke it because she's one of the endurance, extreme endurance athletes. Well, and Joe Carrick, and Joe Carrick good friend well. of the show. she actually sent through an email saying, "Can we give some
0: love to some people in everyday triathlon?" So I said, "Yes, we can." Simon Jackson, Roz,
1: you can do the more Bevan. Oh
0: no, we, we share the love.
1: <laughs> Ros McGinty Mel Dow Kevin Lynham, uh Lottie Carrot now's Joe's sister. Nice. Oh, there go Lottie. Mark the Beast of Basingstoke Saunders. That's when you brought up, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Paul Uh Vinrich, Paul Thompson. And Sergio. Nunez and Jamie Hidnando no. they've got a huge
0: team racing guys their little sister is about to lose her I am cheery <laughs> I love that uh, Russell Cox and, and Stephen are got to be mad man are going to be cheerleaders we want to see photos of your boys dressed up ok if not nice. I'm never going to mention you again ok read free
1: again from strength to strength in the states John they've got, they're have got. they just expanding the race they're doing another uh, 70 point another half iron distance race and an Olympic at the same time yes and mm. they had an Olympic last weekend that Matt Reed took out um, along with who won the girls Leander Cave I think won the girls from Julie Good Goodfield uh, pretty good and that's the thing the series is um, it's just they, they're, they're marketing the crap out of it and they're taking the right steps aren't they and the pros are turning up, so they're obviously looking after the pros, because the pros are only going to consistently turn up if the money's there and if they're being looked after. Whenever I've seen any coverage of the race, it looks like they do a really professional job in terms of the pro area. You know, they've got pictures of the pros up, their names. So it sounds um, it sounds like they're pushing all the right buttons. question I have is, WTC announced that they were going to do an Olympic distance series. What's yeah, happening there? Yeah, uh, started. So it's been going the 51-50 series, but they're really not... They're not marketing it on their Ironman brand, you know, on the yep. Ironman.com. It's a totally so it's a thing. Standalone website. They had a race at the weekend. What's it the, called? Fifty what? Fifty-one fifty. They had a race at the weekend where the swim got cancelled, got turned into a duathlon. Chris Kimball got beaten by um, an American fella, Ben Collins. I oh, so they're getting good feel to it as well. Yep. Um, so it's going along, but and I'm sure in American magazines and stuff, we'll see see a lot about it. But I don't think it's going to take the world by storm, and I don't think. Uh, IT will be shivering in their boots quite yet. Does it look like a pimple? I
0: do have <laughs> got a big lump on my chin. feels like a pimple. Oh, there you go.
1: Collins and Warner take out. Uh, 5150 New Orleans. I wonder what kind of fields they're getting there. Yeah, no, the pro, the pro fields are not too bad. Um, but we had a Kiwi guy. What kind of prize money for- are they going to pay out? I, that's the thing. They've taken over these races. So I don't think it's really pumped up the prize money, and I might be off there. I think because these races were mostly already well-established so races. races, and just put the brand on it. Okay, well, I don't know. Bought them co-branding now, so I think it could, it's going to be something that's going to build.
0: It would just be interesting because you know, with ITU prize money is more expensive generally, mm-hmm. and so it'd be interesting. It'd, be, it'd, be, it'd make us, us I, I, I'm listeners or you know, I'm athletes,
1: be very angry if they start putting more prize money in these races. <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's all down to local organisers, um, and this series, the, the differentiating factor between this and, and WTC, uh, between ITU, is the non-drafting races, from, for the most part, from my understanding, and if they start getting big fields, it's just going to turn into a joke, because it'll all just be drafting. Okay. Well... Not to be sceptical or anything, but that's what's no, what You're am. never sceptical, John. <laughs> 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 okay, okay, then. You're right. Yeah, I'm you good. Have, you you have you've read this
0: one, haven't you? Yeah, yeah I have. London to one. Everest. This guy's an absolute animal, so... <laughs> Carry on, I'm fine over here. <laughs> uh, Charlie Whitman, he's a, he's, a, he's an attorney, but obviously he doesn't like his job because <laughs> he's got out of his job. And he's he's gone and done this crazy thing. So he's basically gone from the UK to climb Mount Everest. So what he did is he swam... That, swam he swam down... 250 th- miles. Down the Thames. Down the Thames. And across the Channel. And across the Channel. And then rode 9,000 miles from France through to Nepal, then ran 950 miles from the Bay of... Bengal and in India to Mount Everest, which he successfully climbed, which he has successfully climbed in 2003. So did he actually climb Everest yeah, this time? Yeah. I don't, actually, I'm not 100 sure. if he No, went the to way the they worded it, I think they've just he just ran to Everest. Ran to maybe base camp. Mm, or so. In that case, I'm not impressed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, I don't know. Maybe you should have read that a bit more because I, I think he, he may well have gone up. Oh, but he, regardless, he um, we we did talk about this when he started the journey and the, the challenges he faced was I think he had a good support system and a network in place with sponsors and support crew and stuff. But then you know, a lot of that started falling, falling by the wayside and he ended up. I you know oh, no, really,
0: he's, he's the only American to have swam the English Channel. And summited... Oh, no, Peek the Pond. But oh. did he summit it this time? Back to that base camp. No, I think, I think he didn't do it. Okay. I'm thinking he's done it before. Well, then it says back at Everest Base Camp, though. Yeah, I just want a pizza. Well, yeah, but maybe he just went to base camp. Because if you listen to this, the wording is, he ran from... Blah, 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 from To Mount Everest, which he would successfully climbed previously in 2003. Mm.
1: It would be a big ass up there as well.
0: Anyway. And it would be hard to time it too because, you know, if Everest is so about timing, mm. you, you know, like when you're doing that much, you know, miles getting to Everest, you might
1: be a little bit late. Like, mm. uh-huh. So anyway, awesome effort. And uh, Would you want to do that? No. Would you want to do Everest? No. I have no motivation whatsoever. Wouldn't you? It's just a death wish. Not always. Mm. Yeah, I'd rather live than, than, than have that.
0: <laughs> I, I had a talk with this guy in New Zealand who's quite famous called Mark Engels. He's the first double amp- amputee to climb Everest. Mm. And he came to a talk for our work the other night. And uh, yeah, that is a crazy sport, isn't it? Mm.
1: Mm. Adam Parore, New Zealand cricketer, just summited last week or the week oh, before. okay.
0: Well, if he can do it, we can do it. That's apparently, right. apparently, fitness-wise, because some of our listeners have done it. Mm-hmm. And they, I remember <clears> someone talking to me about it. They sent me through an email and said, physically, it's an Ironman's harder. It's just the risk factor.
1: Yeah, Yeah. that's why it doesn't doesn't appeal to me at all. Um, you need to up. Now, like, Bevan, I will tell you what. a no, promo. No, no, we've got uh, Bevan and I are going to be riding on Rolf Prima wheels. What happened was John and no, I. No, just let me tell a story. Okay. And oh, so what's going to happen is they're getting delivered to my place, and I'm not going to tell you about it. And we're going to go out riding, and I'm going to crush you on a ride. Well, I'll have to know because your wheels are different. No, you probably you won't even notice. <laughs> but not only will I be crushing you, but Heather Wirtle was crushing people as well because she crushed the Iron Man the other day. I tell you what about you Utah. So you she everybody killed, killed everybody there? Nice uh, She crushed everybody there And I'm going to crush you on the ride right. We There's got an, an email from show.
0: someone I can't remember who it was I'm sorry I can't remember your name right now Because I didn't put it up for the show notes But she did Utah And she's done like the Kona And, and she, was, she felt she was, She's done like five Ironman And done like for example Like a ten hour You know Kicking but Always really strong did, did Utah was like two hours slower And she, was just, she felt she was As fit as she'd ever been She just said Oh, the word. No, no, no. no. I got oh, like awesome. an email yes. from someone. Right. She just said it was that hard. Uh-huh. Yeah. And she said, you know, just absolutely But so There we go. He's Heather Wirtle right now. Friend of the show. Right We're here on a show. Yes. So. Have we well, got some yes. of those girls?
1: Uh, we, we, we can do, yes. I'll.
0: Okay. Sponsor. Sponsor. <laughs> Extreme
1: endurance. <laughs>
0: Extreme endurance. John, I'm going to put so, you're going to talk about. What am going talking about this week.
1: Well, this week. I mean, we've talked about it before, but they've got a very active Facebook network there, and they're always keeping you up to date on... Who's doing what? But on their Facebook page, um, go the give Facebook. it, give it the eye like. Okay. Give it the eye like, Bevan. I've done that. There you go. Um, I think I've done it already before. Anyway, so you get it, you get on there, and that will keep you updated on what's going on. And I was just noticing because we, we like most people, love free stuff, and. Somewhere on the, the page there, they sometimes update and well, say... Well, you love free stuff, John. You know, they, they, I think they just said uh, at some stage, you know, send in a post saying we'll send you some free Extreme Endurance um, oh, clothing really? and stuff. Really? So keep, an, keep, keep updated on Extreme Endurance, and uh, you may well be informed of free stuff. What's that girl's name? Uh, that's either Heidi... Heidi Giesbach? Yeah, who's racing in Lanzarote this weekend. Oh, she is too, and she was in that calendar. Oh, yes, I think you're right. She was.
0: I remember the family. Yeah. Um,
1: oh, there you go. So, yeah, who else
0: we got here? They've got lots of good athletes. Oh, I don't know, but that guy looks cool. That's a cool photo,
1: isn't it? It is. Fuji, Fuji rider. Mm. So, yeah, so a good idea to get on to... Timo, so, there you go. Timo Brandt and Heidi are racing this weekend. Um, oh, wow. Lanzarote. So, they're both on the extreme endurance. We've been honoured. S- seriously helps to... Reduce your lactic acid, but for me, the biggest benefit has been um, reducing post-race soreness. And, and a lot of the guys that I coach um, have been on it as well now, and they have the similar sort of feeling. Is they just they're able, still got the you know obviously still tired and fatigued after session So it's not like you can do an Ironman and go and train the next day, but you don't have that muscle um, that soreness. So the length of time is reduced that you can get back into training and that consistency is a key thing. So.
0: and I suppose if you're, if you're leading up to your key race you've got your A race but you've got a few hard races along the way mm. you know you don't want to kind of ruin the key sessions for that week so it's a good way to help your recovery so you can still get performance in your training
1: and you one of the things we talk about alan and alan shortly is that you know when you go out and do these key sessions um your legs are often going to be sore afterwards and this can be one way you can induce it there you go so today this was um posted back on may 13th today we're giving away t-shirts male and female and one month supply of extreme endurance all you have to do is enter and tell us what you did for a workout today by posting it as a status update including at and Extreme Endurance and the tag in your post. Good luck. Oh,
0: that there was a no-brainer, guys. Just so, what you need to do. Just do the I like. Oh, just do the I like and you get free stuff. Yes.
1: Keep keep it up. Yes, so nice. check it out, xendurance.com.
0: What do you think about the Z for New Zealand? That's, that's uh, Shell. Yeah, but what do you think about that? I don't think it's necessary.
1: Like, petrol's just a...
0: Well, so what, just so you guys don't know, like, what Shell are doing is they're kind of losing the Shell name in New Zealand. They're abandoning it and starting their own... New name called Z, mm. and, and what they're trying to do is they're basically going to try to get more local buy in. You know, we're bringing it back to New Zealand. Really,
1: it's just petrol. It's a staple. It's like <laughs> yeah. I will go wherever the cheapest is or wherever my petrol voucher gives me a discount, which yep. happens to be Shell. Yep. Um, no. Well, it won't be now, John. And you just go to your local place, though. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you're not loyal to petrol. I'm set, not loyal no. to you're not you think? What about not, your wife? Uh, no. <laughs> 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 okay, hot topic of the week. So last week we, we, we brought up what's changed in triathlon, John? You, you know, like in, since the time you've started triathlon, what's changed the most?
1: Wait a second. Everybody's going to have different answers here because I started in 91 and things have changed then. Bevan started in what, about 2003? Three. 2003 so was my th- first. Things have changed quite a bit since then as well. Okay, wait, so, I'm going
0: to go pull up the page. You see, oh, okay, sorry, I didn't do this very well.
1: Um, so what's changed in your time, John? So what's changed in my time was... Actually,
0: don't worry, I pulled it no, up. Yeah. Okay, so let's start with Dean Conway. He's just got more Con away. Um, more Speedos. Really?
1: Well, yeah, that's what they used to be a lot more Speedos. Oh, okay. Um... We had how towel I don't know how long how tail's been around. Um, when compression gear did not exist, and triathletes did not look like cocks around the race village. Nice. Somebody gave that the thumbs up. I like <laughs> Damien Brewer um, saying,
0: "Oh, the gear, no idea." Average age group of times and not getting any faster. That is interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Are they? Uh,
1: not. Particularly, no, I mean in an age group sense, yes, uh, I think it's, they're not necessarily getting a lot quicker but the fields are becoming a lot deeper, the pros side of things, yes, I mean obviously is changing everything for the girls side of things but across the board I don't really see them getting massively different, you know, you compare newbie Fraser and Aaron Baker to, to the current crop and on the guys side of things, you know, Dave Scott and Mark Allen, so. Yeah, again, I think it's. Getting what's a lot what's the mecca?
0: You know, like you know, like in the marathon,
1: it's the sub three hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sub eight, eight hour, and oh, it's probably sub. No, but not for, the mecca is not for age group athletes. No, 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 I'm talking
0: top dudes. Top dudes, but sub eight hours.
1: Yeah, but no, but that's been done. Yeah, you know,
0: like imagine if someone could pull off seven and a half. Well, it's
1: not sub eight in Kona. Oh, okay, okay. That would be okay. that would be the mecca. Okay, yep. uh, Juan Carlos. <laughs> what a great name. Triathlon. After 20 years, they can't get this shit together. Ironman China Swim cancelled. Last year, signed up and trained for Ironman Japan. Cancelled two weeks out. Ooh. So he's just hacked off that they're still not getting this stuff together. Now, Trent, you no longer needed to be deemed as mental an ultra
0: fit athlete to participate the best thing is the flood of people taking part in races and the growth of races to accommodate them. Triathlon is no longer viewed as a minority fringe sport yeah that's a good point.
1: Alan Cardwell used to be chilled now commerce has introduced but still the best sporting test on the planet. Mm, Matt Binns is going on saying been in sport 23 years he doesn't look
0: that old no. He looks 21. Um, and have seen a lot of changes. Some great... Oh, he's got more. Oh, this might be one of those ones. We open up more and it's a book. Oh, it's not too bad. Some great changes have made the sport better, like closed roads for the bike lead. Other changes have not been good for the sport, such as the split between draft legal racing for pros and draft free races for age groupers. Prior to this, age pros and age groupers raced same courses under the same condition. The introduction of draft legal racing for pros to make... More TV friendly was aimed at getting the sport into the Olympics. It worked, but damaged the sport to the point where Olympic distance races outside of ITU have virtually disappeared in favour of 70.3 in IM racing. That's probably a pretty good
1: point, isn't it? Well, they didn't do it to make it more TV friendly. They did it because they had to. So, yeah, you, you couldn't. We've talked about this before. You can't have a non drafting elite race with that, with that, that just, field. It just doesn't work. What if you
0: limit the fields? Sorry? What if you say well,
1: IDUS is now only 30 athletes? It'll still come out of the water together. Yeah. Um, so okay. the only way to change it is to have a ridiculously hard start to the course and limit the field. Okay. And even then it's swam. Um, where was, the one, what was the one I was the one asking to read? Where was it? Uh, we'll go with Will Connor. Well, I started back in 2009, so I would not say <laughs> much except Oz and Australia have been screwed over by the WTC. Um, J. Splendid Spinner, isn't it?
0: Orders, uh, I would say it's a bit of a more organis- organised and managed, like most sports, no longer do people we simply just turn up to get out there and do what they enjoy. Swim, bike, run, now there are waivers, traffic management, list goes on. And of course, the huge entry fees, which not just IAM charges, but also small, mini, lo- many small local events. Let's get back to the past where all you needed was a bit of uh, courage, naiveness, and common
1: sense to get you to the finish line, and beer was a le- legitimate. Recovery drink on there. Right, my last one was I did my first triathlon in 1989. Oh, back it up! Here we um, go. Like recovered helmets, pink Speedos, helmet, and, um, helmet and bike, no tops for males even when training. Various coloured diving wetsuits, power bars, and singers were for times. nutrition. Only gear anyone wore was Tinley. I used to have a Tinley top yeah. and hand strap, in the pedals just being changed over to clip. In look pedals basically the gear is getting better by training hard we still beat the old guys and could afford disc wheel and who could afford disc wheels in fact in the early 90s we had a huge number of olympic races with 800 starters i think in the late 90s the fields got smaller races shorter and less events but come the millennium all that seems to be reversing
0: oh good old vince mellon i
1: used to be quick <laughs>
0: Okay, John, what's what's changed in your time? Because you've been around since basically
1: the, the beginning of time. Beginning of time, back in uh, 70, 78. Yeah. As well, I, was, well, I was born yeah. in 76, so 78. Yeah, and I was two you, years yeah, old, and I was, first I was introduced into it. You
0: were, you were you? Were, mission Bay, you were? Yeah, I was
1: there. <laughs> um, I think uh, basically a lot of the gears changed from my perspective. I, I did note there um, some guys saying about the racing, and that has certainly changed a lot. There's a lot more races, which I guess is one of the reasons why the field's are smaller, there's so much choice out there now. Um, but the big thing for me is race suits. When I started, uh, it was very much the speedos and singlet era. Yep. And if you wore a tri suit, you looked like a plonker. <laughs> um, that's because they were designed badly and they didn't fit very well, but they were sort of baggy yeah. baggy things. And they were flopping around t- like crazy. Yeah. And really, the tri suits did not come in until WT, uh, ITU racing started to get um, more serious and they started really to push the. Um, push the non-wetsuit side of things they always they really try not to have wetsuit swims because that is one thing that does help spread the field a little bit yeah and that's when tri-suits there was a necessity there for the pros to have something good um, that they could wear that wasn't going to fill up with water and that's when the technology really caught up and they got some good tri-suits and then it's obviously now spread into all sorts of um, triathlons so that's a big big change the bikes, when I first started, um, obviously they were they were a bit more basic, but there was a lot less bling. And the, when then, you know, you didn't really. But in some ways, there was a lot more bling because if you look at the colours and. Maybe on
0: the bikes, not so much. But you know, you look at the way athletes dress themselves at those times.
1: I think the, to- the top level there was certainly the bling, but there wasn't the bling across the whole field oh, like there okay. is now. So well, it wasn't like everyone would be riding a Cervelo. Yeah, like yeah. you'd have a lot more Joe Blogs bikes in there with just your, your bike yeah. you commute in, Cause yeah, your got, healing. Because I, I was talking to a guy over in Australia, and you know he, he's been going to a number of the local races, and you know he's like one of the only people that don't have a time trial bike. and He really feels out of it. Yeah, and uh, so there's a lot more bling, and. Uh, the wetsuits was one other thing that somebody mentioned there in my day you basically uh, it was very much a short sleeve suit yeah um, and it was sort of a one piece um, it wasn't particularly flexible but it kept you warm yeah but you didn't have the arms and that was a big thing and that was a change that started happening about ninety. Sort of 93, 94 was when the arms started coming in Did you, start, did you resist
0: the arms when they I came in? I did out? resist the arms You were old school,
1: weren't you? Because they didn't have a lot of flexibility yeah. And so they, they did get you you, know, you could certainly argue they got you a bit quicker But they didn't have that flexibility that they do these days So that uh, really started about 94 And it slowly started what coming in What has been the thing that you have resisted most When it comes to change? Like When you had to drop your speedos Were you a bit gutted? I um I still have not I, I still have not worn a one piece suit. Oh, so I so yeah. it wasn't it wasn't until I would have said it wouldn't have been until <clears> I did my first Ironman that I would have uh, not not worn a suit. So that was 2000 and even in 2001 I think I wore speedos on the run. Maybe 2005 was when I res, when I wore the bike. Oh, so you, 2001. What did you do? I did on- South Africa
0: and to, so in 2001 you wore speedos in the run
1: yeah yeah i don't think i wore them i didn't wear them on the bubble
0: bike shorts and i think i went speedos on the run nice i'm keeping it old school yeah. <laughs> we love it. Yeah. you don't see many people only really fire us nowadays isn't it yeah no you do not, it's see, old a school. Yeah. You do not see a lot and it's so lanky too so it kind of it's a good look yeah well for me you know i come i kind of came in this in the latest stage of you know triathlon you know it's such a kind of baby sport but you know i'm in that last kind of Trimester of the of the sport, mm-hmm. and and so a lot of things that have been around have, have really been around since I've been in the sport. But I suppose if you, you think of a couple of things, I think um, accessibility to pros through social networking and things like that. Like mm-hmm. back in the day, the only way you could really get accessibility when I first came along was you know through triathlete magazines. You know, mm-hmm. like some pros in two thousand and three may have had some websites, but they were pretty you know like Gordo got it so big because he was the only guy really doing anything on the internet and um, around that time, and so. At that time, you didn't. your only way was maybe if you went to Xtry or Slow Twitch, mm-hmm. or the magazines. Whereas now, you know, all the pros have their Twitter accounts and Facebook pages and stuff. So I think we have a lot more accessibility to you know mm-hmm. what the pros are doing out there, and I think that's good for the sport because the general consciousness of the sport moves forward faster because we yeah. can get other people's ideas and, and stuff. And it's
1: good for the pros as well. It means they can go to their sponsors and say we've got <coughs> you know this many followers and what have you. So it's it's good, and, uh, and you just feel you feel a bit more connected I guess yeah totally and then I
0: suppose the only real thing that's big difference was, is compression gear mm. you know like for me you know when we came when I first started there's no nice compression gear and then I just remember when those socks first started coming in you know I was like what's all that about yeah <laughs> look like,
1: like a dick and now these days now we all look like dicks yeah because <laughs> <laughs> we've all got them don't deny it okay Adrian uh, Oh, uh, we In this week's topic, I'm going to give you a choice here, Bevan. So I've got one topic oh. here. I'm going to give you a choice. Okay, you. So you, you choose. You can't veto both of them, but you can choose. Okay. So uh, option number one is what should WTC do for the athletes who entered Ironman China? Okay. And option number two, somebody sent an email, I think it was this morning, um... Saying about something stupid they did in training. So, what is the stupidest thing you've done in training? Well, I like stupidest because I've got a few good stories to go there. Okay, I'm sure. Yeah. You. <laughs> if you want to comment on what they should be doing for the people who entered Iron in China, you can do that as well. But, what is the stupidest thing you've done in training? So, what was the example we did?
0: Um, I've done some stupid things. Mine have been stupid about not being safe. Yes. Like, I've done hill reps down Mount Pleasant Road at night time with no lights on my bike. Yeah. Which is not this, that's stupid. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. Do you know why? Because I survived. Okay. Now so you've you got go. you've got here that you you've got no age groupers. Yes, I have not got any age groupers. I sent you one the other day? No, you did not. I did. You don't read your emails. No.
1: I did. From okay, well, I'm pulling up the email now. Gmail can be a little bit slow at times, so I'm going yes. to talk. Tell so we we need some age groupers a week. So share the love. People have done. I'm Australia. I'm New Zealand. Recent races. If they've had a blinder, if they've got any special reason. Um, but Bevan thinks he sent me through an age grouper, and I will refute that. Strongly, I'm going to pause. My email. I'm going to pause. I'm going to pause because I'm going
0: to find it because it's important.
1: Age, age group <laughs> of the week. Yeah, this is Bevan's gone through his Gmail and he did not send this through as an age group of the John, week. John, three days ago. Yes, but you did not say. Three days ago, did not say this is an age group of, what of is the it, week. What, is, what does the subject say, John? We've already mentioned age this. group of the week. No. <laughs> you
0: know, yeah. No. So my husband, Tim Perkins was absolutely... okay get the name oh, right. Perkin, sorry. <laughs> 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 He's absolutely obsessed with listening to your show. He especially loves John.
1: I we said, gave Tim some meat love the other day no, around, but, but, on Netflix. Yeah, but there's the thing. Just listen. Okay, okay, I'll shut up.
0: Zipped it. He participated in Iron Man St. George last Sunday, May the 7th. You mentioned his name on this May the 2nd podcast because he uses the calendar on com. see? Oh, yes, yes. Give him the plug to the sponsor as well. It's nice. a win-win here, John. He was listening to your podcast from... The fifth and second while on the plane to Utah, and when you said his name as a competitor at St. George, he was so fired up that he started doing an enthusiastic, enthusiastic, enthusiastic fist pump on the plane. Nice, yes! Leighton Hewlett style yes he to, come on come on then he emailed you about his result which you mentioned on the podcast on the 5th of the night he posted this on facebook sent it to his friends and family and has been listening to your segment all week yes he just loves it he's gonna love this John nice this will be, back, it awesome. back it up come on back it up Bethany you might not be getting loving for a while um, where was I um, I was there uh, as a wife of three months when he crossed the finish line at Louisville at Ironman in August in 2009 that was just wasn't close enough. This year, I knew the best way to be close to him was when he crossed the line at 13, 11, and 30. And I was his catcher, basically. I was able to proudly put his medal around his neck. Tim gains a lot of strength, character, and insight through listening to your podcast. He is coming off the post-race high, and I know hearing you now say his name again as Age Group of the Week will bring back the sparkle in his eye. Thank you. Please contact me with any questions. Nice work, Tim. So Bethany Perkins... Mm. Really Now Tim We love your work But age group Is because your wife Put your your medal around your neck Yes We'll give that to you Okay Only because really We have a lot of nominations Right now That's right But we're giving you it And Bethany We love you Your husband needs to love you Right now He does John great age group Great age group I've been seeing you Through heaps lately (laughs) My inbox is exploded I do get the feeling When I send you emails You may not read them all I read them (laughs) I'm just efficient At filing them (laughs) What there you go. <laughs> okay then, let's talk about Workout of the Month. Workout of the Month is brought to you by endurancecorner.com. You check out Endurance Corner. They've got lots of good information that can help you grow as an athlete. But one thing they do do is they put on a lot of triathlon camps. And uh, in this interview, Alan actually talks about the boulder camp that they've got coming up real soon. So here you go. Alan Collinsons, you want to talk a little bit about
1: him? Yeah. Uh, <coughs> talk about him intro. He? He's an Ironman <coughs> athlete, sports scientist, coach, knows his stuff. Here we go. I'm very happy again this month to be having a workout of the month with endurancecorner.com, and we've got one of the guys on their team who knows his stuff on the sports science side of it. Certainly, he's an Ironman athlete himself and does coaching as well. So, um, welcome along, Alan Cousins.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs>
1: That's right. Well, the topic we're sort of um, we're looking into this week was really how we can kind of uh it was types of sessions we can do to try to simulate the ironman run obviously when we get off the bike and ironman our legs are are tired and um fatigued but to get to that situation in training you've obviously got to go out and ride 180ks and then run off the bike and that's not always practical for everybody um in terms of time constraints so we're trying to think of ideas how we can fatigue the legs to try to get that feeling of um of tiredness and stiffness and so on so we have quite a few suggestions on Facebook that we'll go through in a moment but from your sports science point of view I mean um, we obviously know when we get off the bike our legs are tired because we've, we've ridden been you know, an hour on the bike for five, six, seven hours but what's actually going on you know, inside our body that's, that's sending those messages to our brain saying hey you know this doesn't, doesn't quite feel right coming off the bike.
2: Yeah, I think I think for Ironman, you know, it's a, the, the run is a real kind of double whammy in terms of uh, in terms of fatigue. You know, obviously it's the the last event, so you know by that stage, uh, just from a, from a fueling perspective, you know, we're we're starting to run a bit low, sort of thing of glycogen and uh, you know all of the all of the good stuff that keeps us going. But in addition, you know, uh, we we have that that added stress of eccentric load, you know, the the breaking forces that happen, uh, you know, with every foot strike that we take when we run, kind of thing. So, so you got you got both of those uh, both of those fatigue factors kind of uh, conspiring against you when you when you get to the run leg of an Ironman, um, you know, and I think oftentimes you can sort of feel out, uh, the, you know, the, the, relative impact of each of those, you know, we, we've all had runs where, um, you know, we, we, kind of feel a little lightheaded or energy stores are a little bit low, but we've also had those other runs where energy feels good, but you just can't make the legs turn over, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, often that that's what happens, you know, particularly for experienced athletes, uh, who, who know how to fuel and, you know, a kind of, familiar with uh, how to get to the run uh, you know oftentimes that they'll just they'll start the run and you know kind of kind of midway through we just get to that point where energy is still good but they just can't hold the pace that they could uh, ordinarily in training yeah.
1: so I mean you guys at insurance corner I mean how, how do you sort of coach your athletes to, to deal with the run some of the suggestions we had were you know going out for hard rides or doing some sort of loading before beforehand but I mean what do you guys have any sort of Genericish type advice, you know, say for the last forty k of the ride, how you can sort of help to set yourself up for the run, or any any particular advice you guys have. Yeah, I mean, you know,
2: kind of kind of going back to that uh, that difference between the experienced athlete versus the the less so. I mean, you know, I think I think most folks, if they're honest with themselves, uh, you know, when when the run legs tend to fail towards the end of a, uh, towards the end of the event um you know eight eight times out of ten you can you can look back to pacing on the bike as uh as the main cause. so you know that that would be the first sort of port of call that i would i would look at if an athlete said yeah my my run legs weren't weren't there you know did did they bike appropriately and uh you know oftentimes that's that's kind of <laughs> the first uh the first critical error that is uh is made in an Ironman and i think you know, Endurance Corner particularly is uh, as a group where uh, we, we like to kind of emphasize the importance of appropriate pacing on the bike. Um, but beyond that, you know, going, going on to the, those sort of folks who, uh, who, you know, are experienced and know, know what kind of bike pace they should be holding and just haven't really put together the sort of run that they, they think they should off the bike. Um, you know, I think I think a couple of things that that you want to do during the bike to to help you with that is, you know, number one, avoiding really high torque efforts, and uh, a lot of that comes down to gearing. You know, and, and gearing is one of those things that even for experienced athletes, you know, oftentimes they, they don't don't really think too much about before they before they uh, kind of travel to the course. You know, if they they typically train in the flatland, They might have a you know twenty three on the back, and they kind of take that with them, and maybe don't don't think about uh, you know the implications of that and what it's going to do to their legs for the run. So, so
1: what do you mean by high torque effort for the guys that don't understand that? Yeah, so basically
2: low low RPM efforts, you know, where you you kind of going up a climb and you you're forced to be <coughs> to be pedalling along at sixty RPM because you just don't have the don't have the gears uh, to to deal with to deal with the terrain that's presented to you sort of thing. So, uh, you know, definitely worth doing a little bit of recon, even if it's virtual recon, you know, in, in the form of kind of going online and checking out the course and sort of working back to what gearing you, you're going to need for the event. Um, I've seen a lot of athletes, uh, you know, one, one example comes to mind of a guy that I work with who uh, last year in uh, the UK 70.3 actually, had a mechanical issue was stuck in the big ring and you know anyone who knows that course knows it's it's not a course that you really want to be in the in the big (laughs) ring the whole thing sort of thing so uh yeah needless to say his his run was uh he underperformed on the run relative to his training numbers and you know that's an extreme example but uh but yeah similar sort of things can happen if you wind up with a lot of high torque efforts on the bike
0: okay cool and then when you're off the bike yeah, and
2: then uh, then when you're off the bike, I mean, uh, you know, I think I think the, the question that you asked in terms of kind of what to do in the latter stages of the bike, it's a really good time to to get ahead on the nutritional aspect, you know, because as you guys know, it's a lot harder to get calories down when your stomach's jostling around on a run uh, versus versus on the bike kind of thing. So I think those last stages of the bike are a great time to really think about, okay, I want to I want to kind of get ahead? I want to get ahead of the game uh, when it comes to comes to calories and make sure that that's not going to be a huge issue, uh, you know, in the first stages of the run. And then, you know, even in the first stages of the run, uh, it's it's worthwhile based on based on my experience in working with guys to to dial it back a gear so that you can get even further ahead, uh, you know, so that me- metabolically you're not limited on the run, um, you know, because I think that that's often the the first kind of uh you know the the first problem that folks have in terms of their legs not working um they just kind of they start to feel a bit you know low on energy and maybe not real motivated to to push to that next gear uh you know and and that's that's a combination of issues from a physiological stance you know you got uh you got obviously uh you know, kind of your muscles are starting to get a get a beat down, and you have got hormones uh, being being secreted telling telling your body it needs a nap, kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I think the best thing that you can do to to mitigate that is to make sure that you've at least got some got some sugar in the system to keep you going.
1: Okay, so so if we go on to a couple of the, the the suggestions we had from some of the listeners, um, Jason Monfort said uh, these these are ways. People try to simulate what it feels like on the run. He um, says, partly, partly influenced by time constraints and the need to carry stuff to work on the night before I do a weight session that leaves my legs feeling heavy without any spring in the next day. Then on the mag trainer the next morning at 5.30am, I put the legs through an hour worth hour's worth of intervals at about threshold work, heading up to VO2max with a... Big gear, slightly slow cadence, 70, 70 RPM focus. Then it's a 5.6K run to work wearing a backpack. The hard part is keeping the legs turning over at a decent rate, especially uphill with the extra weight, much like race day. Yeah, and then we've got Mark
0: Tickner and he's saying yeah, group riding with your best training buddies for three to four hours with plenty of tempo TT work at and just above IM intensity. Add some good long steady climbs and then do some hard sprints at every village signpost. Normally works out at around 8 to 10 in every four hours uh, with one every 20 minutes or so. And when you finish the Sensation is pretty close. Then get off and run 10K your goal iron pace. The goal for age group top age groupers is to keep it fun as that is usually the challenge to keep these highly strung athletes that have been in the sport for way too many years.
1: I started like we got new John way back in nineteen ninety one. It's oh, getting old. <laughs> so I mean obviously there's a couple of examples here of guys one of Jason sort of trying to load his legs up and fatigue them through through, you know, some hard training and and, uh, overload. uh, overload. And then, so I guess there's that example of trying to load the legs up. Then there's Mark who's sort of saying that... um, trying to load the legs up with hard riding, I guess another example there is, um, I remember you and I did a run one time with Gordo where we did, I don't know, it was about maybe about a three hour run and we did some fairly intense running um, in the first half to fatigue the legs. So I mean, do you guys have any particular favourites in Endurance Corner in terms of trying to get that feeling in your legs um, to, of how to simulate what it's like in Ironman?
2: Yeah, I, th- I think the guys hit on a really good, uh, good kind of point there. You know, and something that I was alluding to before you, you've got you've got two factors that can potentially slow you down towards the end of the Iron Man. You know, you've obviously got running out of gas, but you've also got just the muscles being so beat up that uh, you know that that you you kind of need to need to get to the point that you can force them to keep going, even though there's uh, you know the central fatigue telling you to stop kind of thing. So. Uh, you know, I, I think I think Jason's workout in particular is, uh, you know, those sort of workouts where you've got a little bit more load, a little bit more eccentric stress than what you'll you'll have on race day. You know, loading up with a backpack, doing some hiking, some some downhills, um, that sort of stuff is really important, and it's something that, you know, a lot of, a lot of folks don't don't really consider too much in in Ironman. You know, the importance of strength work. Um, you know, it's thought of as an endurance sport, and it is, but You've only got to look at, uh, you know, the ultra runners versus the versus the marathon runners. And you look at the difference in the legs to realize that as the duration goes on, you know, strength strength becomes more important. And, uh, you yeah. know, I think in addition to those key long sessions, you know, sessions like what, what Jason talked about where you're really beating the, you know, beating the you-know-what out of the legs, <laughs> forcing yourself to still be able to run at a good pace. Um, with the legs feeling like they're beat up or absolutely key workouts.
0: With, with Jason's workout, you know, it is an excessive overload kind of workout. Is it, is, it, is it the conditioning that's actually going to help you for Ironman racing, or is it more just that it's going to train you to push through the mentally hard side of that part of the day?
2: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the, the mental thing's a funny one because, you know, the, the mental thing has a physical component too. You know, there, there's been studies that have, uh, have looked at what's going on when a muscle gets beat up. And there's definitely some some central inhibition, you know, some kind of kind of nerves that are telling the muscle not to recruit it at full effort, you know. And uh, by doing those sort of sessions, uh, you know, it 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 can can overcome that to an extent, you know. If uh, if ordinarily, you know, maybe the muscle after being beat up is forced to work at eighty percent, you know. If if you're continually giving Giving it, uh, you know, the the kind of impulse to work it a little bit harder and a little bit a little bit faster, um, you know, that, that's only going to have positive benefit when that happens during the race. Uh, you know, the the psychology and physiology, I think, are, are uh, they're linked a lot more than what most people think. You know, when when you feel like crap, it's often of course you're, uh, you know, course you you're so beat up that that your body is is very uh, very concerned and starting to give you. You know, give your give your mind uh, the the clue that maybe you need need to back off a little bit and have a bit of a rest. And obviously, you know, for us guys, that's not an option. So you just got to uh, got to learn to keep keep plugging on.
0: In regards to that, you know, you know, the sessions like Jason and Mark have brought up, you know, they are intense sessions. Like, at what point do they become detrimental to the overall picture? Like, how often should we be doing sessions like this, and when within like you know the program leading up to an IM race, would we want to be adding these types of sessions in?
2: Yeah, I think that's a, that's a really good point, you know, because w- whenever you're seeking to do muscle damage, you, you're going to be doing general soft tissue damage, you know. So it's uh, you you've obviously got to weigh the risk and reward there, and uh, you know, if if you if you're sore from a session, you know, similarly to to weightlifting, uh, you know, you 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 obviously don't want to be so sore that you're, you're compromising the weekends, long ride, long run kind of thing, you know, so. I think it's important to be progressive with that sort of thing you know I'm not not advocating someone who has no strength base go out and do uh, do Jason session you know but I, I think that moving towards uh, kind of progressively that sort of overload is is useful for an Ironman athlete nice,
1: so if you guys want to find out some of the other workouts people submitted just go check out our Facebook page and there's uh, a good bunch of uh, suggestions there some comical some practical <laughs> <laughs> um, another topic that we um, recently discussed on the show was with Bob Sieberhardt sort of metabolic efficiency training and, and obviously learning to, to use your fat stores a bit more and in the back of his book he's got a big list of places where you can go and get um, metabolic efficiency testing and I saw your name pop up in there Alan um, so I mean that's a test I assume you still do and can you sort of maybe run us through your take on um, you know becoming more metabolically efficient and what it's all about yeah for
2: sure I mean uh, yeah it's definitely definitely an interest of mine you know uh, it, it's something that through uh, you know, through our connections at Endurance Corner, I've had I've had the good fortune to be able to test a, a wide range of athletes and, and kind of get a get a sense of the importance of uh, of metabolic fitness. You know, the, the guys who do well in Ironman definitely definitely do burn more fat and, uh, than than you, your regular regular guy off the street kind of thing. You know, so um, it's it's an important adaptation. Uh, you know, and it's something that. But not, not every fast athlete, you know, particularly short course athletes who maybe don't do so well in Ironman, uh, you know, not every athlete has it. So it, it's something that, uh, you know, I, th- I think if, if you want to be decent at the Ironman game and particularly if you're a bigger athlete, it, it's something that you want to pay attention to, you um, you know, the, obviously, the in, in training, you know, the the things that are going to help it are, are working out within that zone in which you kind of burn the most fat. So, so being tested and working out where that is 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 a you know, it's a it's a useful useful thing to do if if you're serious about taking your game to the next level.
1: So, and Bob's book he sort of talks about the point um, point of crossover, or what he calls the MEP point, where you sort of go from burning more um, more carbohydrate than you do fat and trying to figure out that point where that point is and then operating below that point so um how do you sort of in terms of the test is it like do you do sort of a step test or how do you sort of go about figuring out that point yeah yeah it's it's a long step test
2: where uh, we're basically using the same equipment that you would use for vo2 max test a uh you know a gas analyzer um and through the you know through analyzing basically your exhaust fumes as you as you pick up the intensity uh through through a fairly long test a sort of 45 minute test we're able to identify the steps where you're burning the most fat and and you know where that fat burning shuts down so we're able to give the athlete a really uh Really neat kind of visual of, of where they are in terms of power output versus how much fat they're burning at at each power level, which can, you know, it can be really useful in in an Ironman, particularly a hilly Ironman. If you if you know, okay, my fat burning shuts down at you know two hundred and forty watts, then obviously you wanna you wanna limit the time that you spend above that uh, above that point.
1: And that point. Typically, I know it must vary hugely from athlete to athlete. But is that that MET point that he talked, MEP point that he talks about, is that um, typically like around Ironman pace, or is it typically sort of more closer to anaerobic threshold or whereabouts or does it often lie?
2: Yeah, it, do, it does vary a lot. I mean, uh, you know, we've 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 had a lot of uh, kind of more elite athletes who are burning, you know, their highest level of fat over a really kind of broad range. I mean, you know, Gordo can can hold sort of five kilocals per minute, which is which is his max. Fat oxidation, pretty close to threshold. Um, whereas most folks, you know, if you just take a regular guy off the street, um, it will shut down before they even hit aerobic threshold. It will start to, start to decline. You know, if I had to sort of ballpark it, I'd say, yeah, Ironman pace, Ironman effort, that kind of uh, just above aerobic threshold mm-hmm. would be where most folks are burning the most fat.
1: Very good, well if people are uh, sort of in the Boulder region or anybody wants to travel to, to see the guys in Endurance Corner then uh, they can obviously check it out for you and if you do get Bob's book it's got a whole list of places obviously only in the States unfortunately where you can get tested so Alan obviously um, keen to hear about um, any Endurance Corner camps that are coming up
2: Yep, absolutely, the The camps roll on uh, the next one is the Boulder Camp Uh oh, you, yeah. it's on it's on there. Yep, coming to town. We've got uh, we've got a, a pretty neat selection of rides. You know, all of the uh, all of the Boulder specials that all of the the legends have done. So we're we're pretty excited. This is one of my one of my favorite uh, favorite camps, and you know, through Gordo's connections, we we get to hang out with some pretty uh, pretty elite athletes too. We had Chrissy Wellington at the last camp. I think she's coming along to this one as well. Uh, Marinda. Carfrey is uh, going to be there as well, so we'll, we'll definitely have a all-star cast for this one.
0: How, how long? How long is the camp?
2: The camp is a week long, nineteenth to twenty-fifth of June, so it's coming right up.
0: Nice. Oh, so you need to get onto it pretty soon.
2: Nice. Yep, yep. That one. Uh, it's uh, it's selling, selling up, but we do we've got a couple of spaces left for that one. So yeah, definitely definitely email us at uh, endurancecorner.com. So
0: if you guys have always wanted to check out the boulder scene and kind of have their experience with some of the best athletes in the world, go to endurancecorner.com, mm-hmm. and
1: they'll uh, they'll put you on the right path, John. Excellent. Hey Alan, thank you very much for your time today. I'm sure it's you know it's a tricky subject for people to sort of get their head around as how they can really train for the Ironman run and. Really appreciate that little bit of uh, feedback we've got there on the metabolic efficiency side of things because um, we only managed to cover, you know, 30 minutes worth of it with Bob the other day, and it's an area that a lot of people are interested. So, um, thank you very much for your time, Alan. If people want to check out Alan and his coaching and also his sports science testing and also the camps, go to endurancecorner.com. Thanks,
2: guys. Sweet, mate.
0: Sponsor. Uh, sponsor. Sponsor. Right. Athletics, <laughs> who's racing in Texas?
1: Because our good old Tim, Tim we'll, we, we want to make someone else's day, don't we? We do. And I can tell you when this page comes up that there's quite a few people racing in Texas this weekend. Oh, really? Okay. So, well, if... Um, we're, so that's on so Athletics, if you go to um, search for races, um, <coughs> then you can find races that are coming up or that have been, and you can click on there to say whether or not you're participating in that race. And... Then basically, you can write in what your sort of goals are for the race if you choose. I love um, this And one thing that I did the other day <coughs> was uh, I saw an athlete on there that I knew. And so Who I, was it? Um, scroll down. Scroll down. Oh, a lot of athletes. Jim Harrell. Jim Harrell? How do you know Jim Harrell? Uh, I used to coach Jim. And He's uh, going for a 1020? Yep, and I gave him a little bit of encouragement. There's a button on there when you're logged in, you can just click on and it says, Send some, some motivation. Nice and So I sent Jim some motivation.
0: And I, I think he's probably gonna go faster than ten twenty now. Yes. Because of the motivation that you gave him. I love good old Sherman Kriner. That's a great name first of all, but he's also got a great photo. Yes. He's gonna be doing a goal time of ten fifty nine fifty nine. But he looks like he's a uh... he has got a bowler hat on and a, and a is little Is that what you bow-tie? call those hats, is it?
1: A bowler hat? I don't know if it's a bowler hat or not. He's got a funny looking hat on anyway. It looks like an old Dixie kind of musician, doesn't it? He does. Yeah. Scroll up, Bevan, scroll up. Oh, keep going up, keep going up. Yeah, right to the top. Marcus Lewis his goal time's 30 hours, 90 minute swim 6.30 on the bike 4.30 on the run my goal is to pace <coughs> steady and cross the finish line standing up with a bit of daylight still out. Often, I'm focused on the time goals. For this one, I hope to enjoy every bit of it and not allow my emotions to be controlled by my time splits. Being the running man,
0: sure. Like, nice. see, sure. He's a, he's a good IM Talk listener. His goal time is just to finish the bloody thing. 15, 16 hours, 59, 59. Now, he did have a question, John, which I actually have at the the show, so I'm going to bring this up right now as we're doing our Athletic segment. And he said, John, he's, bought these, he's not so worried about transition, mm-hmm. and he wants to wear his IM Talk jersey, mm-hmm. and he's worried... How long? You know, should he go with change? Do the change in transition? Wait, I should probably. Be. Since I'm not worried much about time, I'm going to do a full kit change in each transition. Reason I'm telling you this is that since you guys have been so important, and inspirational part of my triathlon career, career so far. Not sure if uh, I'd even consider doing a 146 if it wasn't for the last couple of years. Anyhow, of Iron Talk, of Iron Talk, because of how I've decided to go to wear my Iron Talk jersey for the bike segment. I hope I can do it justice. So I was just wondering, should he do it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, the good, the, the whole reason why we get the full zip, <laughs> full zip. Is, is you can have your pockets loaded with your stuff. So you come out of the swim, you do, de- you take your wetsuit off, and then it's just arms in, zip up. Your things don't go flying out the back. So that's exactly why we have the full full zip option. So definitely, and then when you come off the bike, you just when you're coming down the last sort of bit of the bike, you unzip, speeding up the transition, rip it off it on, you're way on the run.
0: It's no brainer, John. Well, I'm just trying to see he has got the fastest your time.
1: Mm. Most people seem to be around. The I think I was
0: pretty much sure. Oh no, back it up, Brett Miller. Brett Miller from San Francisco, California, age 34, male. goal time 9:30. Nice. Is am
1: I boring you, John? No. Kevin Lee Master um, is uh, to go sub 12 and beat everyone in my old training group back in Texas. Oh, he's going to be. to remember the lessons I learned from my first one. One thing you can
0: do is if you are got to go along as a spectator, you can also put, I'm going to be a spectator. And here you go. So, Athletes got guys athletes.com. Tell people about your races. Send it out. You can see who's out there. Give them
1: a bit of I like, give them a bit of shit. And it's then all good times. Lay the smack down. So, check it all out on athletes.com. You just click on, um, find the race that you're doing, click on that you're going to be attending, and. Uh, and put in a bit of production. Okay, we
0: can either do high five or we of another week. Um, high
1: five? We'll do high five. Okay,
0: weeps the week we'll do next week.
1: One, two, three, four. High five. So, <laughs> Bevan came and helped, it, helped me out with a race at the weekend. That yep. We'll talk about MC, that a little bit later on. And uh, putting something back into the race and volunteering is an important part of our racing. And we're all a lot of us are, are very very selfish, and we often don't think about um, putting a little it's bit back into the sport. All about me, yes. So this is a high five from James Botel. So number one, pay it back or pay it forward. Races don't happen without volunteers. Support. Totally. Do you want angry. to read the whole thing, or you just want to you just want to fly through this? We, 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 can, we can pad out. where you think it is. well. I
0: do think it is important. I think it's very important because races don't happen without volunteers. They don't. So you need. If you do volunteer, try to to support the transition area. It's where the most knowledge can be gained. oh this nice. Is a good point. So so you can go to the race and as a veteran or a newbie, and you can. Well, uh, we're a veteran or a newbie. There are fundamental lessons to be learnt from organising your transition area. Things like gear preparation, organisation, understanding all the
1: tasks of race day morning and how long that takes. Mm. So that's the thing. Yeah, if, if you're a race director, you don't want to be putting. You know, say you, say you get a bunch of marshals like I get the lions. Um, my dad's yep. Lions group, and they come along. Is in the Lions. Not, yeah, not the best but thing to be putting them on transition I no. don't really know. What's Put them on going some on. corner office. I know eh? exactly. So <laughs> that's the thing. You want to be used to your best of your ability. So if you're in that sort of area um, or swim exit or things like that, then you can be a lot more helpful. And point number three sort of ties in with this is you can learn from the fastest. So if you're at a race and there are some good rock stars going in there, you can see how quickly they go through transition, how they set up. So you can actually learn a good amount. And you can also see... um, all the bad things that people do as well okay. um, so yep. there you go number five you can learn what it's I like skipped, to be I, I, I deleted number four I didn't think it was good enough what was it I can't remember
0: it, was, it obviously wasn't memorable no. so it's only six instead of seven okay And number five learn to be what it's like to be thanked as a volunteer John it's amazing how a few athletes say thanks when you are out on the other side and volunteering, you gain the perspective and value of registering your application appreciation to those who are giving up their time and energies for to support your race day. You so go. now you know what it's like when, you know what because most athletes, oh, I'm done, yeah. and occasionally you get your hey, thanks, mate, yeah. and you go, oh,
1: there are good people in this world, John. There are. Did you say thank you? Yes. I wouldn't have said I wouldn't have said thank you at every single aid station on the run. No, um, but uh, often I would have said thank you. Yep. yep, give a smile, say thanks, guys. Number number five, which was number number six, but it was actually number five bring organisation to race day as someone who listens to the show you are already have about 50 more try IQ points now, hey, those are bank it up more than 50 yeah let's try 200 <laughs> yeah so that's quick high five on volunteering it's an important part of the sport James only gave himself a 5 out of 10 yeah, he has got for not so sure of my high
0: fives but hey James you should be pretty happy with yourself for you, wise man you got in there
1: okay then so we're not doing a sponsor
0: uh, last sponsor is coffee is Hawaii. chocolate beans John the chocolate beans are back yeah, on we the we haven't homepage. had the chocolate beans have we uh don't. We we roasted the beans, we didn't we? Roasted the beans in, in the studio. <laughs> yeah, I've still got the popcorn cooker. <laughs> <laughs> we have used it since. Did we buy it specifically? for? What we do? We went on trade me, which is like eBay, and we bought a popcorn cooker so we could roast the beans. Yeah. And I don't do caffeine, like, a huge amount.
1: So I was high that day, I tell you. Okay. So if you obviously we talk about coffee, we talk about lots of aspects, but they've got a number of different sorts of coffee beans. You've got your cappuccino white ch- chocolate-covered beans. You've got your dark chocolate-covered beans. You've got your milk chocolate-covered beans. Oh, be I've
0: got a dilemma right now. So right now in my life, because at Easter time... I mm. went ballistic on chocolate, mm. Mm. and because I'm on the, th- I, I'm not very good at control. I'm not mm. very good at like, oh, I have a little bit of this, okay. you know, two yeah. biscuits, and then, yeah. you know, if there's a packet of biscuits, they go downtown. has gone. Joe, Joe's unbelievable man. She can have a packet of tin tams in her cupboard, six weeks,
1: mm.
0: one one every five days. Can you do that? No, you're like me. So I think we we just don't buy a lot of junk food. Yep. because it just gets eaten no, no control. Mm. So what I did in Easter is I said, okay, I'm not eating chocolate anymore. So since Easter, I've had no chocolate. Well, it's white chocolate chocolate, chocolate, chocolate. <laughs> white chocolate chocolate. you get on back on the wagon get us <laughs> well, back, back on the wagon because oh it, it, there's something about in the combination of flavor with that coffee bean mm. and oh so what you could do is when you actually go to coffees of hawaii and you order yourself some coffee you can just as a little bit of a treat for when you get your package you can get like a little bit of coffee beans so let's say you get some white um chocolate covered beans Six bucks mm. for six ounces. Mm. You get your coffee, you come home, you, get, you make a coffee for your partner, you put out the chocolate, you all in the sun. It's the sun setting.
1: For the for listeners outside of the States now, they've obviously got all the deals in terms of shipping and what have you, um, and discounts with the IM Talk code. The US dollar is pathetic at the moment. <laughs> pathetic. pathetic, John hates it because he gets I paid in US hate dollars. It because I'm getting absolutely rogered because <laughs> of, the, rogered. Because of the, the weakness of the, uh, the US dollar. So five bucks ninety five at the moment. US is probably only about seven bucks um, New Zealand. So nice. Yeah, nice No brainer too. so if you want discount codes for Coffees of Y go to our website first Iamtalk.me. click on the Coffees of Y um, logo that will give you all the discount codes And uh, if anyone wants to buy us an iPad it's a good time to buy us an iPad yeah totally <laughs> <laughs> just you know if you've got a lot of money and iPads are- we should book our Kona stuff um, that we you know car and stuff now well,
0: oh we should actually shouldn't mm, we mm, yeah get but I'm, I want to go back to iPad yeah. <laughs> let's get an iPad each John okay. <laughs> If you want to buy us an iPad, hey, we work really hard and we need to treat you every once in a while. No, we don't need an iPad. Have you seen the iPad? Yeah. And John, you just don't understand. No. You didn't buy an iPhone and you regret it. I do not regret you it. You do regret it. I saw you with an iPhone in your hand the other day and I've never seen you look so happy.
1: Well, I get, well, you think it stopped working. I oh, did it? That's why I was running the race <laughs> and the guy who was doing my timing had the timing going on the iPad and I went over the start line and then we started somebody and I had to start another group two minutes later. Then the thing went all blank. I went, what the? Was touching and nothing <laughs> was happening. <laughs> Stupid bloody. It animal. was the three G. That was the way. It wasn't the four. I, I thought four oh, okay. wouldn't
0: have that problem. Okay, questions the and answers. answers. Okay, Jared Woolbridge sent through a uh, link to a slow Twitch photos of wildflower this year. In photo five, five and nine, you can see Virginia. Barissa, Barissa Taggy. in the swim, and you'll notice that she's not wearing goggles, John. I know John has recommended training without goggles before in case you lose them, but are there any benefits of racing about them? This is John's happy place. Way you go, John.
1: Back in the day, didn't <laughs> <the laughs> used to wear goggles used to reduce race short course. Unnecessary ascent, uh, accessory. Uh, in Man, I did lose my goggles once, and that was, that was a little bit uncomfortable doing 3.8K without goggles in the sea yeah uh, no actually it was also in Wanaka I think I lost my goggles as well <laughs>
0: just why do you always lose your
1: goggles right. um, I think I, I, I ditched them in Wanaka they, um, they were annoying me so I just ditched them and the water was a bit cold in my eyes actually not quite cold <laughs> so anyway uh, for short course side of things um, it's, it's good you know it's just do about, about do many guys not wear goggles uh, no they pretty much all wear goggles what about finger and the eye trick um, yeah, it didn't really happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it hurts more if you get punched in the eye with the goggles because then your goggle goes into your eye and that really hurts. Have you heard that? Yes. Have you ever punched someone in the eye with a goggle? Not intentionally. <laughs> yes. Why would you be swimming with a fist, John? Uh, just creating space. <laughs> so the, to answer your question there is, it would be useful to do just a little bit of training um, without goggles, um, but don't need to go excessive. But it is a skill that is useful if something like that happens, if you lose your goggles in a race. So did, don't see problems with it. But did, oh, sorry. Okay, that's it. Right, and this <laughs> one. How, did how did I just... you get this email? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't get this one. Well, yeah, there you go. Maybe I should have thought. I was trying to save your inbox. It was unnecessary, an unnecessary email. You're finding out about it now. Didn't do, want to. we, we, we going to get a free one. No, what we're doing. So last week, um, we was in, a few weeks ago, yeah, wasn't it? A couple of weeks ago, we insulted someone on the show. <laughs> we, we gave him the nick- nickname um, Jez Baxter. Um, we gave him the nickname eternally youthful. That's right. Because uh, he was involved in a business which we now know his wife um, runs in Stim terms skin. of the, the satin pillow slips. I showed Joe it.
0: I always had a partner called Raylene who was really, really worried about wrinkles and she would love this product because she used to wake up in
1: the morning and be worried about what the wrinkles it made on her pillow. And I, but I insulted Jez uh, thinking that Jez may have been a uh, female and he's not. So oh, he's a guy. No, that's not good. But it gets better. So if you go to satinskin.co.uk and if you want to buy one of these um, silk pillow slips, they're going to help us out get to Kona. So whenever you put, it, if you put in an order and you put in Kona 2011 um, when you're doing it via PayPal or just let them know that you're an I am Talk listener, they're going to donate 10% of all orders to our Kona fund to help us get to Kona and everything's subject you know to what? free worldwide shipping. Do you, do you know what? Like, like I haven't like, I used this product, but you know what? It's probably a good, like, mum's
0: present or mm. a Mother's Day present or something like that or for your wife or something because the thing is... Now, I don't want to put stereotypes out there, John. Yes. But, well, no, no females and males may be a bit insecure about wrinkles. Mm-hmm. I have to admit, I took a photo of myself on photo birth
1: yesterday. As yes, you do. <laughs> I take photos of myself all the time.
0: <laughs> I know. I'm always like, stop it, John. Mm-hmm. But I took a photo, and I
1: am getting a bit wrinkly. Oh, dear. No, no, crow's, I, get, crow's I don't know. I know. Right up here. John, it's, 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 it's all that moisturiser you're using. And, and obviously, I'm not going to do Botox, John. No. So maybe Satin Skin Obviously <laughs> um, So if you want to get a pillow slip Go to satinskin.co.uk Make sure you let them know Either put on Kona 2011 Or let them know That you're from IM Talk somehow And that helps us get to Kona Because we need all the help we can get
0: Okay is giving me a hard time Because who was his mate Richard Who was his mate um, The other week Who was age group of the week oh, I can't remember Oh how bad is that Not doing my prep on this one Well he sent through This great photo at the time Saying oh just look at this photo
1: and Yeah was like, oh the schoolboy one
0: Yeah yeah. And I didn't put he's it on the website
1: You did say so, I thought
0: no, I didn't. Didn't you? No. You showed me it. Yeah, I showed you the photo, and it was a pretty good photo, but yeah. then at the same time I didn't actually put it on the website. Shame so kept, on you. I know, I know. So I'm going to put it on the photos. You put my dick up there. <laughs> I got your dick. That was probably the same week. I can't remember when I did it. So I'll find out, and I'll put it on the fo- website. I'm sorry I didn't do my remembering the name. Now last week, you 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 were, we were getting was this paleo diet kind of crap yes. coming on the show, and I'm actually reading a book on paleo diet at the moment and not... not you that don't mind. need to get anybody in then. Well, I'll just talk about it. Yeah. Insulin, that's the problem, John, because yes. it creates inflammation in our body. Yes. And that's the problem. But yes. anyway. Um, and you said, well, we need a different opinion. And you,
1: you said that guy's I name. I said, ask her, you, you can drop. <laughs> you did not. he's You're in a hurry. I in a hurry. I've got... Hold on, hold on. I was in a hurry. Copy, copy that there. Just, <laughs> just, just, copy that. Story. Do you want me to get my to my thing to say it? Yes, and Google. Go, go to Google.com. Do, do you want me just to say it here? Okay. Oh, we we'll do it. I'll do it. Oh, go to Google. So well, yeah, basically, Bob Bevan's out here. Is um, we want to sort of summarise. Okay, now what I need to do. Um, oh, your Google's different to mine. Oh, it's a Mac. It's much better. Oh we've lost it <laughs> give up you can go onto Google now and you can translate things and then it will say that word for you oh okay well, so, I'm sure this would do it but, yeah well but stupid just apple again anyway we want to we want to basically get a few experts on to talk about different aspects of. and what
0: John did is because he, he's a UK and he's a, he's a member of a triathlon club Birmingham Birmingham Triathlon Club which we're sure many of you guys uh, listen to our show <laughs> and so John asked if we could get Oscar on the show but he kind of go kind of, yeah. <laughs> and John Hancock who recommended we get him on the show said well the mountains now, I was like well actually John and, he, and what he said is it's normally Bevan who screws up names mm. but you did this time so Yo Kendrup
1: okay Anybody guys ask it and um, hook us up. Get it
0: hooked up. Uh, just like us, quick couple of things to finish off. Carl Primal Scream, Coleman, is mm. much happier. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's even put PS in his business oh, okay. name. I see. Look at that. Yeah, Primal nice. Scream. Um, And, uh, Corhen Chance Barber was on a plane somewhere in Philadelphia and he met a guy with a tattoo, a married tattoo of Kia kaha, and Corhen Chance Barber goes, I know what that means and the guy's like, back it up. Nice. can see. I'm a Kiwi. And then Richard Nichols, Nicholson, no, Nicholas, um, we're saying here's a and a challenge for john and i cold bath who stays in the longest
1: oh okay yeah we only need one bath in our unit a bit are in the same bath yeah. together i noticed your bath disappeared from outside but that would have been a challenge. It. I got like 300 bucks for it. I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. Um, that would have been a good challenge, a pre-Kona challenge, because it's pretty October sort of yeah. semi-winterish. I remember when I flew out to Kona, it was snowing the, the year I did the race. Yep. Um, but that could have been a good challenge, a pre-Kona challenge. How long, long were you nice in bath? So I'd have sat in a river. Sit, go, I'm not going to sit in any rivers in Christchurch at the moment, actually. No, because it's will surge. Yeah. Um, but we could have something along that lines. Okay, so the Kona bath.
0: Okay, then, uh, so sponsors
1: are extreme endurance
0: um, like them you get free stuff coffees of why? just eat the chocolate and stock. good luck in Texas mm. okay John what you got anything else we need to mention no that's it
1: okay. that is it I've like, gone up
0: to like an F grade celebrity oh yes super. after commentating at my race <laughs> the weekend oh no not just that John yes. although I did love the fact that you mentioned my name on the ad on mm. the radio
1: mm.
0: oh if someone goes oh your name's on the radio what's all that about but regular contributor to CVTV now yeah? i tell you just wondering what i should say here <laughs> yeah, you be careful
1: don't go and work in their belt. yeah no that's a new that one's gone got a new one anyway what have you been up to um well so we had the rise up team challenge so thank you to the people who helped out with the uh with the race on the day and also a little bit of the money that we raised from the auctions went towards that event sort of making it happen and uh if you want to see some pictures from that, go onto Facebook and just type in the uh, name Bruce Wilson. Maybe we'll put a link to it. Put a link on that because we had a lot of cool outfits in there. was really was. I'll put the some whole, photos on the side. The whole idea with the event was to try to get people going again in Christchurch after the earthquakes and just get them active. And uh, and it was a totally different crowd, which was was quite exciting for me because we the tri club which i sort of run these events for has never really cracked. Oh, always trying to get new people when well They've never cracked the market of the, the just giving it a go with sort of all our events uh, are often sort of not elitey but sort of people who do triathlon whereas this one was it was the complete opposite and we had uh, a lot of sort of first timers and a lot of a lot of different people out there so it was a lot of fun a lot of dress ups okay um uh, it was a good day actually yes, it was, it was. Who, who wanted to dress up um, we were just dishing out spot prizes. Oh, yeah! You, know, well, you, you said just was going to be a yeah, winner. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll who know. Who do you winner. think was best? Um, <laughs> you the, see the, the pink the pink, lady, the pink ladies were good,
0: I thought. Yeah, they were pretty good. Yes. What was amazing? Is they had the, so there's these ladies who dressed up in pink and white
1: glasses and pink hats and stuff, and they, but they looked the same at the end as what they did at the start. It was pretty impressive. So I had different categories there. What we had, we had uh, we had a couple of kids races. Then we, I called the next race was called the socializer, and you basically did a duathlon as a team of three. And then we had the specialist where you. Sort of just did one discipline of the the race. So you did the run or the bike or the run, and then we had the enduro, which was like you did a duathlon, you tagged, did another duathlon, tagged, did another duathlon. So all three main teams. What was quite cool was when you saw the enduro athletes finishing so obviously the first two guys had uh, been out there and done their race and they'd had a chance to recover and all three people were encouraged to come down the finishing chute together yep. so you have two guys running down the chute looking fresh as daisy yeah. doing high fives and stuff and then you have one person that's just gagging for it, it was Oh, good. what I
0: found funny was when you got the three people running down but two people would take off and they would leave their mates behind <laughs> it's like oh, well, back it up it's a
1: team event
0: <laughs> uh and be in the back, The photo will be two people who have their hands up and someone in the background
1: it's <laughs> <laughs> all good Bevan what's happening in your world oh,
0: I'm off to Taipei this weekend
1: nice uh, that's very exciting I've got some new flatmates
0: mm-hmm. yes I've got a girl called Sarah who's very lovely um, we've already started the goss sessions right it's key to having flatmates is having good goss sessions and we're having good goss sessions which yeah. is really good and another girl called is moving in this week mm-hmm. so that's very good um, how's the writing going all right, piano right? yeah. Yep. Well my plan of fair shot is getting hits better. That's good. Yeah, I'm allowed
1: to start running. Okay. Already, which is... don't go doing anything stupid this time. No crossfit or flipping teaching mm. classes. No, If so You going teach to Taipei? You're going to teach classes? You're going to blow. No, again. but I taught class last week and it was always on a problem. Okay.
0: I'm allowed to run five minutes on, two minutes off. Mm-hmm. No, five minutes walking, two minutes running today. Nice. Living at large. Yeah, Other than that, what else happened? Um, um, my daughter turns fourteen this week. Mm-hmm. You is fourteen's about like when life starts to happen, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like from you, really, you we start sniffing around. <laughs> <laughs> is that, is that,
1: no, is that drugs and smelling? Uh, is that alcohol? No. Is that smoke on your breath? Uh,
0: no, it's all going to start happen About fourteen, mm-hmm. you start drinking and stuff, don't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh. Yeah depending on where part of town <laughs> you're from. Uh, we yes. let her have a drink of wine, have a wine every night, you know, dinner and stuff. Yeah, try to drink responsibly, all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, she's a bit of a character, my daughter too. Mm. Mm. Okay, so it could be an interesting few years in front of me. So that's happening. Um, that's about it, John. Not much okay. else really happening. Okay, no, okay. So gonna of... be a
1: Skype show next week, is it?
0: Well, no, I get back at four, so we do afternoon. Okay. Yep
1: Off the plane You'll be in top shape I'll be in top shape No because I, I normally arrive bulging belly With all the meals you Well what's good
0: things. now Is because I've been upgraded On Cafe Specific To I'm like an elite member Nice yes. So I always get Now I get the lounges for free Oh that's nice yes. yes And I have no control On those places mm. Just go nut bar eh mm. Yeah Yeah So I'm loving that So yeah other than that But nut bar I'll probably put on a bit of weight But that's okay mm. It's a good thing about my job Is at least when I travel I do do have to do exercise That's right Yes Other than that too am not much really interesting
1: but yep. big out uh, riding. Yep. Iron Russ. I mean do Train hard. Train smart. Kia, Kia kaha. kaha. Okay. Ah.